guys welcome this is the walking well podcast and i am your host jalon martz thank you so much for tuning in if this is your first time listening to the walking well podcast thanks for joining us i really appreciate you listening in and being a part of our journey together walking well in and of itself is just a place where we share our stories our bought wisdom so that the women that come behind us i guess the men as well um, can take that wisdom and go further and avoid the pitfalls and and excel in their lives and so Um, I'm so grateful that you're listening. I'm so grateful that you're joining us today. Um, For the month of June, as you know, we've started um, season two. I was really excited (laughs) for episode one of season two and completely forgot to introduce myself. So I tried to make sure that I said it um, today. But um, for the whole month of June, we're kind of doing like a mid-year check-in. It's the sixth month of the year. It's a halfway point. Um, We took some time in season one when we were in January to really talk about our goals and um, what was on the heart and mind of the Lord for our lives for this year. And so I really felt like it was a good opportunity to sort of pause and see where we are on those things. And so um, last week's episode was, we were talking about distractions, the actual title was the devil is in the distraction. Sounds kind of sinister, but it was really just to kind of like whack him on the head one good time and then kind of talk about everything else afterwards. Um, So today we're talking about delayed but not denied. And really delays are my least favorite type of sort of hiccup in the road as it relates to kind of my plans, my objectives. And even just sometimes I feel like the Lord uses it as a training ground very intentionally. We're going to talk about that later, but delays are challenging and they're challenging because um, a lot of times we feel like we can't do anything to get around them, Um, that they are this impediment in the way. And we, no matter how we stretch or reach or just contort ourselves, um, they're still there. (laughs) It's still a formidable delay. Um, And so, you know, I just kind of want to start this off by encouraging you with this truth. Even the delays are purposeful. How can I say that? How can I even believe that? Uh, some life <laughs> some life has taught me that, um, you know, delays are not always um, the enemy. Oftentimes delays are the mercy and the hand of God in our lives um, when maybe we don't realize uh, what's ahead, when the Lord has some insight that we don't have, um, when we think something is a good idea and the Lord just knows far better. Um and so, you know, take take heart because delays are purposeful and they're purposeful in a couple of ways. Um, the first way that delays can be purposeful is that um, sometimes pieces are being put in place. Uh, so when I first got back to Jacksonville after graduating from college, I wanted to get um, in touch with an organization here in Jacks uh, that, you know, worked with women, served them in the Jacksonville area. And I just love the mission and the vision and the work that they were doing and kept trying to figure out how to get in touch with them. They had a website, but it looked like it was kind of under construction and um, they were doing awesome things that I knew about, but somehow there was just, there's no access point to contact them. You could kind of send an email, but not really. So, um, that was kind of a bummer. And I was just like, God, this would be perfect. Lord, come on, make this happen, you know? And, um, I just couldn't seem to get anywhere. And so I ended up teaching. And then my second year teaching, um, I went to grad school 
And I'm sure you guys know the story, um, kind of how I ended up where I am. But uh, I ended up getting into grad school. So that's two years removed. My second year in grad school, now three years removed from my initial desire to contact this organization, um, I ended up um, looking, actually getting connected with the organization and being able to be an intern there. And I remember sitting at my desk my first day on the job, you know, and just thinking like, wow, I wanted to be here three years ago, you know, and um, as an intern, I had to like, you know, read up on the industry or the organization and kind of see where they started, what they started working with, when they started and sort of all that foundational stuff. And it was so funny to me to see that um, in the year that I was trying to contact them, they didn't even really have the position that I was sitting in. They didn't really have the structure of the program that I was going to be serving in. And I just sat back and marveled at God and was like, wow, (laughs) you really know what you're doing. I was really frustrated, you know, three years ago trying to get in contact with this organization because it just seemed like the best thing. And, you know, just in, in God knowing that, hey, they don't even have a space for you right now. Go do this. Go do that. Sharpen your skills here. And what's really cool is that the three years weren't wasted. There were skills and disciplines and growth that happened in those three years for me um, that I was able to employ in that position at that at that secular organization, which is crazy, right? So we see one that the delays are that the delays are purposeful in that God is sometimes putting pieces together, putting you know just assembling something to receive you, getting an environment right to receive you when you feel like God, why not? <laughs> why is that door not open? You know, sometimes it's you're just being delayed, you're not being denied. Um, another way that that delays are purposeful is that you can be avoiding harm, right? Um, you know, I think a lot of times about, I, I do not have road rage. Sometimes I have road frustration, but there are times when, you know, I'll be driving and I'll be late, which is my fault, right? Um, but, you know, I'm stuck behind someone slow or, you know, or I haven't even left the house yet because I'm trying to, I'm waiting on other people or I'm meant to grab this, meant to grab that. And I'm just flustered and rushing. And I've gotten to the point where I, when the Lord taps me on the shoulder, it's like, hey, slow down. You'll get there when you get there. What is the consequence of of arriving late? Is that so bad, you know, that you rush and maybe injure yourself or you're reckless and careless? And so I've learned to slow down. And it's always so interesting to me how many times um, in me slowing down and me going, okay, 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 chill out. We're just going to drive the speed limit. We're not going to rush. We're going to calm our racing heart down. And I'll be past, so many times it's happened and I've passed an accident, you know? And it's not to say like, oh, God favored me and didn't favor those people. It's not even, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that a lot of times we're on the pathway to wreck ourselves or we don't see some plot that the enemy's got going on in the, in the forefront that is meant to harm us. And the Lord and his mercy and his goodness is holding us back. Um, and that doesn't just go for driving. Sometimes that goes for employment positions. Sometimes that goes for relationships. You know, um, there have been so many times. In relate and and pursuing an interest, not even relationships, and pursuing an interest where you know there's this like there there's a delay in communication or a lack of interest, and especially when I was younger and greener, that I would like push past that, and it was it would always kind of you know I'd push past okay we're gonna meet up and da 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 you know that kind of thing, and it would always turn into ash in my hands, you know like. You forced that. You made that happen. When if you would have just sat back and accepted the Lord's timing, because that's, I mean, 
Sometimes delays are forceful, like there's no way to get around them. Other times the Lord is trying to say like, hey, walk in step with me. And we can choose not to. We can choose to run ahead, push past the delay sometimes, um, and make a mess for ourselves, a mess that the Lord is trying to help us avoid. And like I said, that can be people sometimes. It can be people a lot of times, um, employment situations, um, you know, it can, it can apply to a host of things. So sometimes the Lord is trying to not only assemble things for us in delays, get things ready for us, but sometimes he's trying to keep us back from harmful things. And then the third way that delays are purposeful is that sometimes we are developing. Sometimes we need that space <laughs> to get better, to get sharper, to get more understanding, to become clearer, to be stronger. Or uh, the Lord is letting us take another lap around because we didn't learn our lesson the first time. Um and, you know, when I think about the three years that I spent between getting back to Jacksonville and wanting to connect with the organization and actually being a part of the organization, I had to lead a girl's Bible study um, or not really a girl's Bible study, but a girl's Bible class. Um, I had to learn how to put together curriculum and lesson plans, how to communicate with parents and um you know, how to handle conflicts and things with peers and with, um, you know, uh, like parents and students and discrepancies and all that good stuff. There were so many muscles that were developing, that were strengthening in that space and that time that it was apparent to me that God doesn't waste anything. You know, um, I get to the organization and I'm putting together curriculum like day two. <laughs> I'm assessing how uh, the current curriculum works. I am doing surveys for, you know, the the people that are currently in the organization. I'm putting together a presentation. I'm leading a girls therapy group. You know, there's so like so many skill sets that were sharpened, that were honed, that were established in those three years. Um, just just like occupation wise, you know, that I, I employed in this position as an intern. And then I think about the spiritual disciplines that I learned. There were so many, um, skills, patience, timing, yielding, um, that I learned in just the three year span of not getting what I want. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting that resistance, um, it, it kind of exposes under development in us and the fruit and the gifts of the spirit. Under development in, you know, do we believe God's heart is good for us? You know, do we believe that um, there's provision set aside? Do we believe um, that that he's for us? You know, um, do we act like, you know, the three-year-old that didn't get their way and throw this tantrum and all of our spiritual um, discipline, all of our spiritual DNA goes out the window? You know, it delays oftentimes expose that underdevelopedness in us. And so God is giving us an opportunity, um, like the children of Israel, really, in the wilderness to develop, to strengthen, to know that the Lord is our provider, um, to have some some <laughs> some idolatry worked up, out, worked up out of us. Um, and it would behoove us to learn how to use that season to the best of our ability. So what does our posture need to be when we are in a season that feels like like we're being delayed, right? Like, ah, oh, I'm not getting what I want right now. What, what should our posture be? I'm so glad you asked, friend. So glad you asked. Um, first, the first posture needs to be that you know that there's provision. Um, so God is, God is a God of provision. You know, um, the lowest that you can ever fall is the provision of God, is God taking care of you, um, because that is his promise in the word, that I've never seen my seed begging for bread, right? Um, and so you've got to know that there's provision set aside for you. Uh, when I was in my master's program, another story just to help you kind of connect this, uh, I actually... Um, 
got like a little parking, um, like a parking sticker or whatever for this huge lot that like the general population of the university parked in, which means that finding a parking spot was like, uh, it was a work of the Lord, honestly. And I have this thing <laughs> where I don't like to be late. I don't like, I don't know. It's just sort of like a control thing, I think. Um, but I could find myself getting anxious. Like, okay, I've got to be at class at this time. I'm not finding parking. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, I just would get worked up about it. And it, I mean, it's based in fear, I guess, at the root of that, at the root of that. Um, and the Lord started, he was like, you know, this is going to be an exercise for you. This is going to be a, a faith exercise. If I've called you to the school, if I've called you to this university, if I've called you to this program right here, right now, do you not believe that I have provision set aside for you? Do you believe that since I've called you here, I've made provision? You know, inherent in the command is the provision, is everything that you need, is everything that's set aside for you. It's like, okay, God, yeah, you called me here. It's your job to make sure that I have everything that I need. And God was like, okay, well, don't you need a parking spot to get to class that I've sent you to, right? Like, you need that. And I was like, yes, God. You know, trying to calm myself down and I hyperventilate. And so that became my exercise. It was, hey, get your soul to settle down because it's going to respond to your spirit, man, your spirit woman. Your spirit woman knows truth. Your spirit woman knows God's truth as clearly as you know, you know, your your tangible senses. And so you're going to train your soul to respond to what your spirit knows. So while your soul wants to buck and freak out because um, you don't see a parking space, and you're going to be late and it's a catastrophe and oh my goodness, oh my goodness, your spirit man knows, no, God has called me here. So there's provision here. And so I'm going to respond in peace and just look for the provision of God. I'm just going to set my expectation to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, right? That's what we're going to do. And so I had to learn how to circle and be like, God, you have a parking space for me. You have a parking space for me. And get this. God is so good that he's just not going to give you something nasty that you don't like. He's going to give you something that, um, that he, he knows you. He's a good father. And so like, Back to Deuteronomy 8, right? When the children of Israel didn't have any food in the wilderness, God provided manna. Manna was not only nourishment, but it was sweet to the taste. So he knew he didn't just give them gruel. He didn't give them something disgusting. He gave them something that he knew they, they would like because he's a good father, because he loves them. That when you ask for a good gift, he doesn't give you a snake or a stone. So the provision of God is good, right? So I, in, in all of my uh, first worldedness was like, I, I'm not trying to walk like 10 rows from the back in this Florida heat. God, I would really like first four rows, first two rows on a really great day, Lord, <laughs> for this parking situation. And can I tell you that I only had to park far, like row six, maybe, uh, maybe like four times in two years of being at my university. Cause God is good. He's just that good. Like, First of all, it was extra for me to be like, I don't want to park far. Because he could have been like, you got a spot, you good. But no, he was like, no, my provision for you is good. And so one of the scriptures that I really meditated on a lot in that season was Matthew 6. Um, you know, talking about the flowers of the field are dressed more beautifully than Solomon in all of his splendor. And nobody's even going to see those. Won't your heavenly father take even better care of you? You know, so that can be your that can be your meditation. Matthew 6. About the 28 through 30s um, was really where I spent a lot of time just building up my faith, building up my 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 faith muscle for that expectation that there's provision. Um, the second thing, second way to sort of posture yourself is to speak your faith, right? Um, Mark 11, 24 says, you shall have whatsoever you say. And I think we are pretty loosey-goosey in our culture with this, um, 
with just words, <laughs> just saying things. I am super sensitive to the power of words because the scriptures say like life and death are in the power of your tongue. Um, and that there's so many times that the Lord demonstrates the power of words and healing and prophecy, like just words are very powerful. Um, that Jesus, Jesus's ministry was full of, of the demonstration of the power of words. And so I don't use words lightly. But I also know not just, you know, in fear, like, oh, don't say that. Like, yeah, steward your words well. Um, but also know that your words are a tool. You know, your words create. We talk, um, the scriptures talk about the entire, everything that we see, the entire earth is upheld by the word of God. And we are created in the image and likeness of God. And so our words also create that, also have that creative power. Um, and so, you know, in line with all of that, as well as Mark eleven twenty four, you shall have whatsoever you say. What you speak in? Are you speaking your faith? Are you speaking contrary things to your faith? Are you saying, God, I believe your provision, but I don't have enough. I never have enough. It's never enough. It's nothing. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to make it. I have more money at, or I have more month at the end of the month and money. Like what is your, what is your profession, your declaration of faith? Because, um, your, your words, just like God's words go, go forth and accomplish where whatsoever he sends it to your words do the same thing. And so you've got to be mindful that you're using your words to uh, bring forth the thing that you're believing for from the spirit world, from the spirit realm into the natural realm. Because if you're using your words uh, opposite of your faith, opposite of whatever you're hoping and believing God for, you're going to be constantly in this chasm of not enough, of lack, of not having what you're what you're believing God for. So make sure that your words are lining up with your faith. The other thing, I kind of said this when I was talking about my parking situation. Remain in and at peace. You know, a lot of times delays are about training our soul to uh, follow our spirit. So letting our spirit take the lead as opposed to our soul. Um, Have you ever known a person, and maybe sometimes this is you, if there's ever like uh, bad news or a bad report, this person just falls apart. Like, oh my God, it's the worst thing ever. (sighs) And they just sort of like, they're kind of erratic. Like, oh my gosh, they got bad news. And so everything is just... Uh, it's all gone to, to pot or whatever. And then there's sometimes there's those people that they get a bad report and you see them sort of buckle down internally that they don't, you know, they don't shake and rattle with a bad report or negative report. Um, but you see them kind of like double down almost and, and like, uh, anchor down a little bit. And so when I say remain at peace, remain in peace, that's what I mean. I mean, you want to be the person that anchors down. You want to be the person that goes, all right, I got a bad report or okay, that person is saying this, this, and this. And that's contrary to what I believe, that there's provision. It's contrary to what I'm speaking, that there's provision. Um, so I'm going to actually anchor myself in truth. I'm going to remain in peace because there is provision. You've got whatever scriptures you're meditating on. You've got whatever you're believing God for. Um, you anchor down. I love Hebrews 6, 18 through 19, um, because it does paint, it uses the the imagery of an anchor that um, our our hope and our faith in the Lord is this anchor that cannot be moved, that cannot slip. And we can step out on it and be sure that it's not going to, it's not going to buckle under us. And so peace is often uh, the manifestation of, of anchored faith. And so when you find yourself getting outside of peace, when you find yourself picking up that thing that you, that you cast it on the Lord, um, put it back down. Get your get in your word, get your head right, get your head in the game, remain in and at peace. Um, don't let anything steal your peace. Don't let anything move you off of your peace. That's something you've, you've got to fight for. It's almost like um, peace is almost like having this sort of like a, I play basketball. So I think a peace is sort of like your um, 
your big man down bottom under the goal. Like their job is to keep the the offensive players from shooting. And a lot of times they have to get big and have to play big. And you've got to be like that about your piece. Like, I no, hands up, hands in the face. I'm guarding the goal. You're not going to shoot here. That's how you've got to be about your piece. You've got to be a, you've got to play big under the goal, basically. I don't know if that's a good analogy, but that's kind of how I see it. <laughs> um, you've got to refuse agitation. And this goes hand in hand with um, remaining in that peace. And we talked about distractions kind of being like uh, a couple of well, last week, we talked about distractions, sometimes being like these little rocks and pebbles that the enemy throws at you or little fires that he tries to start. And they're just meant to, to sap your energy and sap your strength and take your focus off of whatever you're, you're trained on. And so you've got to be a, a master at refusing that agitation because a lot of times that's just his goal. He's just trying to get you to use up your strength, use up your energy to get flustered, to get frustrated and to decide to quit because that's the only way that he wins. So you've got to be mindful at at like seeing through the the, the smoke screen you've got to be like ah you're trying <laughs> to get me off you're trying to cause agitation um so that I, I step out of peace and i just give up on this whole believing god thing refuse agitation by any means necessary and then lastly purpose to master where you are you know i spoke earlier about um delays oftentimes being this opportunity to develop being this opportunity to learn to gain skill to strengthen muscle to tackle weak areas um learn to master where you are learn to see all right god i'm not so good at this you're giving me an opportunity to fix that you know i think about this a lot with singles that so many of us are like i want to be married i want to be married i want to be married but the space of singleness is really a mercy of God, not just in the way that, you know, you get you time, but also that you have the space to develop skills, to learn how to be patient and um, and and long suffering, to be merciful, to speak kindly when you really want to go off. <laughs> um, so you have opportunity, you have space, you have room to develop for wherever it is that God wants to bring you to because he doesn't waste anything. So if you're in a space where you feel like you're being delayed, know that you're not being denied. Know that God is being gracious and being merciful and either keeping you back from something that's not good or giving you room to develop for the place that he's wanting to take you. Know that sometimes some assembly is required and you've got to hang back until all the pieces and all the players come into place um, for that thing to be ready for you. Um, and just be at peace knowing that delays are purposeful. Um, and last thing, last little tidbit slash nugget I want to give you. Um, be on guard against feeling like your life is this constant delay. Right. So sometimes we can be so caught up waiting for the next thing that we always feel like we're not getting what we want when in actuality, God is happening all the time in our lives. Um, you know, God, God is so good and he gives us all these little Easter eggs every day that show us that he loves us and that he's working on our behalf and that where we are is a, is in and of itself a little bit of a destination, whether it's, you know, I'm in college. I never thought I'd be here. I have this job. I never thought I'd be making this much money and be able to support myself. Oh my goodness. I have these beautiful kids and this amazing family, like pause to really focus on, um, gratitude because the scriptures say that godliness with contentment is great gain and you don't want to be so caught up living your life for the next thing that you look up and it's over you know so i just want you guys to be encouraged with that um delays are purposeful man and god uses them for our edification and for his glory so um season two is here just a little bit of housekeeping please definitely be sure to rate and review the podcast. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you're wanting more of. Any topics that you want us to go over this season. I'd love to hear from you guys. I love that interaction. If you aren't, you ought to be following the Walking Well podcast on Instagram. 
um, posting, you know, little questions, uh, quotes and all that good stuff. And it's really a good place to have, you know, community engagement and to band together and kind of let the walking well be that community that I'm, I'm really, uh, feel like God has called us to be. And what else? I think that's it. Review the podcast, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, it's going to be a good time. And so be sure to follow the walking well podcast on Instagram, um, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email the walking well podcast, or I think it's walking well podcast at gmail.com. I love you guys. Boss it out. Make it a great week. Um, go. Go.